The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason LaConfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast to tune in beginning August 30th. All right, gang, on today's episode... Mel Tucker says a whole lot of nothing at a press conference, and then we have Drew Shot of the Daily Northwestern to give us an awesome breakdown of this Friday's game. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Baby, fire up the Green Day like it's 2004. Wake me up when September ends because we're, we're still making those jokes on Lockdown Spartans. Uh, it is September 1st against all odds. That is a Wednesday, and that is two days before the highly anticipated kickoff between the Michigan State Spartans and the Northwestern Wildcats. I simply cannot wait. Jeez, um, two days. Wow, that still feels really weird coming out of my mouth. But hey, here we are. It's <laughs> football season, baby. Oh man, I'm pumped. I'm so ready to be heard again. Um, on today's episode, we have Drew Schott of the Daily Northwestern, the student newspaper down in Evanston, to preview Northwestern for us. Super, super thorough rundown of the Wildcats and what they have to offer. He goes through pretty much every single position, uh, what we should be scared for, what Northwestern should be scared for, and if you're going to the game, good places to stop and eat too. I, I couldn't get out of the interview without asking him about that. Uh, for the rest of the week, tomorrow we will be going back to kind of the basketball court, uh, more so like in the bookstore, actually, because we have Anthony Ionian to talk about his new book, Centered, coming out September 7th, so that will be a full show conversation with him. And then on Friday, we will have well, we're going to have some fun. I mean, this is more so the preview episode, but we're also going to talk about the game on Friday, obviously, with a little bit of betting action for you guys as well. Kind of like last year, our last segment of every Friday show. It's going to have some betting influence in it, no doubt about it. Um, make sure you rate and review. Subscribe to the podcast, wherever you beautiful people get your podcasts. This is Locked on Spartans. Oh, yeah, we do this five days a week, Monday through Friday on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan, and this is now the official beginning of the show. Let's just get right into it. Tuesday, there was media availability for uh, a few players, and more importantly, Coach Mel Tucker doing his first game week press conference of the 2021 season. And boy, did Mel say a lot of nothing. He absolutely gave nothing up at this press conference. Uh, th this was shades of Marshawn Lynch, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Uh, some people were a little peeved about that, like, "Oh, this is a this is a worthless press conference." Of course it is. <laughs> this is a man who has refused to give any inch of detail as to who's going to be playing quarterback or anything. What, all of a sudden on Tuesday, he's just going to start you know, just singing like a canary? No, this was supposed to be a pointless press conference. I mean, I'm sorry to the media that wasted their time there, and I'm really sorry for anyone that expected. Anything to come out of this, but no, he, he offered up clo close to nothing for his, what, 15, 20-minute session he had with the media. Uh, it, I'll just, you know, recap it anyway for you. Uh, yeah, he was asked about the quarterback situation because, uh, yeah, he wasn't going to say anything, but 
What, the media's going to sit there and also not ask about it? No, of course, you got to ask your questions, do your due diligence. And he, he never gave up an inch. Um, the most that he gave up was all but confirming the report that, yes, they do have their quarterback named. The parties know who it's going to be. The team knows who it's going to be. And that's all he really gave up. Uh, Stephen Brooks, friend of the program, 24-7 Sports, did ask him if he had a conversation with the number two guy and what he told him, which I think is a good question. That's a very nice question. It's a little bit of a pivot away from, hey, who's starting? Mel wouldn't even give him anything there. It's like, no, that was a private conversation. I'm not really going to go into that. So if you're asking about the quarterback, if you want to hear anything about the quarterback, you're going to have to wait probably Friday after the game to hear anything about that. Um, and why not? Like, I'm not upset about it. I, listen, I, I mean, I, I remember years ago, we we clowned Harbaugh for this. Like, he wouldn't give up a death chart. I'm like, oh my God, get over yourself, dude. Well, here we are a few years later. Mel Tucker, no death chart, no rep chart, just vibes. And I'm kind of all in on it, honestly. I, I, I hate to say that I'm kind of... Uh, leveling with Harbaugh and what he did a few years ago. But yeah, I kind of like the secrecy thing. I mean, and Pat Fitzgerald, he has voiced his, I don't know if displeasure, maybe lack for a better term is it. He's probably a little peeved because it makes his job a little hard. But yeah, hey, why give anything up that you don't have to before your opening week game? And Mel Tucker said as much as that, quote, you don't want to do anything to give your opponent an advantage. Everything we do is what's best for our team. End quote. And really, end discussion. I totally understand it. Uh, a little bit more that doesn't have to do with quarterback battles. There are two little tidbits that kind of uh, are somewhat newsworthy, I guess. Is He was asked about freshmen, if uh, we should expect any to be played, or if he has reluctance to play any freshmen right off the bat in their first game. And he said, quote, uh, we are not afraid to play freshmen. If you're good enough, you're old enough. Listen, hey, I, if that's one of the most telling quotes of the entire press conference, that means he did a really good job at saying nothing because even that quote doesn't say a whole lot other than, um, yeah, they're probably open-minded to playing freshmen, but that's not too much of a surprise. I mean, we didn't see Ricky White go for 196 yards in his second-ever college game last year uh, you know, as a true freshman for nothing. Well, yeah, they, they stand by their freshmen. And also, Jacob Slade, he was out in that open practice at Meet the Spartans uh, not too long ago. He was asked if defensive tackle Jacob Slade would be ready to play on Friday, and he said, quote, we'll have to see. So this is, uh, you know, kind of carrying along from the D'Antonio era of not a lot of information on injured players. And that's really kind of popular in football now with coaches, is not giving up any information on injured players and whatnot. And I've... Got no strong opinion on that. I, yeah, pr- pr- protect your players, pr- protect the secrets uh, as far as who's going to play in your team. Why not? All the better. Really quick, uh, before we end this segment, I'm going to take a little pivot away from the current Spartan team and talk about a former Spartan. Uh, Malik McDowell has made the 53-man roster for the Cleveland Browns in the year of our Lord 2021. And I, I just And I cannot believe that. That is an insane comeback story. A redemption story, if you will. Uh, obviously, we all know Malik's story. He graduated state, went second round to the Seahawks, got injured in the ATV accident, had an incident. I think it was like an assault incident at a gas station not too long ago. I I don't think this is a crazy sentence. Um, it really was not going down a great path in his life. I don't think that's overstepping me saying that. 
But here he is, taking the proper steps needed and taking advantage of a second chance given to him by the Browns, dominating in the preseason. And against all odds, I don't think anyone could have saw this coming, making an NFL roster in 2021. So hats off to Malik, man. I mean, yeah, hey, he, the guy's made mistakes in the past. And I'm not going to do the whole, oh, well, everyone makes mistakes. I don't know if everyone makes mistakes to the tune of, you know, roughing people up at a gas station. But still, I mean, to, to go from those low of lows to now correcting everything and going along with the plan that the Browns set out for him, taking the proper steps needed to just mentally and physically get himself ready for an NFL season four or five years after he was drafted, that's incredible. It, it, it's it's amazing. Uh, rooting for Malik big time here and hopefully makes the most of it in Cleveland. And God, if he makes a career out of this too, if this is longer than just a one, two-year thing, that, that would be beyond sensational. But even just to get to this point has already been impressive in its own right. So... I uh, highly, highly doubt Malik listens to this podcast, but hey, hats off to you, man. That's uh, that, that's something else. I, I, I'm baffled that that this has happened and baffled for a good reason. All right, guys, we're going to be back with Drew Schott of the Daily Northwestern. But first, need to talk to you beautiful people about betonline.ag. Yes, it's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this year. Get all the updated odds, props, contests, including the online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL survivor contest open right now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. What's that? It's very easy. Make a bet on the September 9th game against Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. That is for new customers only when they sign up using promo code NFL100. That's all one word, NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football to basketball to boxing to golf to baseball to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Gang, what better way to break down a college football game than with a college kid himself? That seems to make sense to me. So we got the game day editor of the Daily Northwestern. That's right, Drew Schott joining us to break down MSU versus Northwestern. Drew, first of all, how are you doing? And second of all, is it blowing your mind too that it's already game week because I, I just mentally can't comprehend that the summer flew by that quickly I, I'm doing I'm doing well and yeah I can't believe it either I mean I don't get up at 6 a.m. I, I, I live out in Arizona but college game day came on on Saturday and it was 6 a.m. and I, w- I was up watching that that doesn't happen and it's I mean it's week zero you got a big 10 match of Illinois Nebraska which is kind of just an appetizer to what's coming this week with Michigan State Northwestern and a bunch of stuff but it's exciting to be back I remember the last um I remember the last game I covered of the 2020 season Northwestern Auburn the Citrus Bowl it ended I was like wow I'm like that flew by and then Alabama Ohio State the next week and we're back I mean it's unbelievable and I mean it, the season's going back to a little bit more normalcy than what it was in 2020 so I can't wait personally no, right on. And, you know, that's a great place to start. It's just last year how great the season was for Northwestern. Mm-hmm. I mean, so right now, where's where's the pulse of the fan base right now? Obviously, coming off a good year. But on the other hand, who boy, like, 
losing a lot of production uh, on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball for you guys. Yeah. So, like, is the fan base confident or not? Like, where, where are we at right now in Northwestern country? So within the program itself, it's obvious there is a lot of optimism. I was at Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis in July, and Pat Fitzgerald was talking about how there's one trophy around here that I haven't gotten, how everybody's talking about what we have lost, but we're excited about what we have. And I believe they have the lowest returning uh, percentage of players in the FBS. I think it's at 39%. I will, do- I will double check that. But yeah. it's interesting. I mean, top three receivers, um, Ramachi Akiel Bowman, Kyrick McGowan, Riley Lees have departed, Peyton Ramsey is off. Rashawn Slater obviously opted out. Greg Newsome um, to the NFL. Ernest Brown to the NFL as well as Slater. So there are a lot of guys that are going to be stepping up in 2021, which is honestly what has a lot of people in the program excited. There's also a new defensive coordinator coming in after Mike Hengwitz retired after 51 years and 400 wins of yeah. in college coaching. And you bring in Jim O'Neill, who's got that NFL coaching experience most recently with the Las, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. It's Interesting, there's going to be a the depth chart actually just dropped today. There's going to be a lot of new faces, and it's going to be interesting to see, especially in year two of Jockey and in year one of O'Neill. I mean, obviously, the big news was Hunter being the starter, mm-hmm. and that has some people are wondering is Hunter going to make the strides that everyone thought he was in 2019? And it's going to happen this year. From I got a chance to speak to Hunter at a media availability. I mean, the coaches are really confident, consistency, ball security just intelligence from the pocket confidence. They say he has it all. And that's helped what edged him over Ryan Holinsky, the transfer from South Carolina, who many thought was going to be the starter. Um, Cam Porter finished the year with 333 rushing yards and five touchdowns last year. Brutal yeah. uh, injury in camp that has him out for the season. Evan Hull now steps up and Hull had an amazing game his freshman year. I believe it was like more than 220 yards, four touchdowns against Massachusetts. And so now he's thrust into the starting role. Andrew Clare, transfer Bowling Green's going to back him up. And then Anthony Tyus is going to be there. So, and then in the wide receiver group, Berkeley Holman, Stefan Robinson, a grad transfer from Kansas. And then Bryce Coates, who actually played at the same high school as Hunter Johnson. Oh, gotcha. The, so it's going to be a new offense, defense. I mean, O'Neill talked about, especially in the secondary, how there's a lot of competition. And that depth chart just came out today. I mean, AJ Hampton's... Uh, going against Rod Hurd to start next to Cameron Mitchell, for example, Bryce Jackson and Coco Azima are battling for a starting safety spot against Brandon, uh, with Brandon Joseph, excuse me. The optimism within the program and within the fan base, I mean, the Big Ten West is really competitive this year. Yeah. I mean, your question, Wisconsin, I mean, if Graham Mertz takes that leap in year two and mm-hmm. the way Graham Mertz was playing before Wisconsin had the shutdown activities was phenomenal. The way he played against Illinois and you get Iowa gets year two under Spencer Petrus and Tyler Linderbaum and Tyler Goodson and just always a stout defense. And Minnesota, you get uh, Mo Ibrahim, Tanner Morgan, Boye Mafe. So do, do people think that it's going to be a third time in four years that Northwestern heads back to Indianapolis? Some are unsure, but I think that back end of the schedule where it's Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, that's going to define the season. Yeah. That, and honestly, around the program, I would say you never know. The thing I've learned about covering this team, you never know with Northwestern. Sure. They go, they go nine and five, then they go three and nine, and then they bounce back and go seven and two. So that's, the, I mean, that's kind of the excitement of college football is this team obviously has talent and it's young, unqu- it's young talent. And I think that's going to be the story of this season. Can this young talent step up? and get Northwestern back to Indianapolis to compete against the likes of an Ohio State or an Indiana or a Michigan if 
if something breaks right for the Wolverines. Sure. Or <laughs> Penn State. Or Penn State. Or Penn State. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right on. So it's, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I just wrote um, a little preview piece for theonlycolors.com. Just want to plug that in there. Um, that it, Yeah, you guys have lost roughly 785 players. But, like, if there is a coach in the whole conference to mm-hmm. get a patchwork roster and make it work, it, it is probably Pat Fitzgerald. I mean, so, so on top of that, too, what what should scare us state fans about Northwestern? I mean, if, if there is a definitive answer yet, because is it Hall? Is, it, is there someone else that excites you a little more than that? So I believe this was Andrew Clare who uh, who called – well, Hall has said the running – go, going back to your point on Hall, he said we can be the catalyst of this offense. Mm-hmm. And we saw last year what Cam Porter – brought to the offense in terms there was a drive against Auburn where he ran the ball the entire drive without Ramsey throwing and they scored and Andrew Clare comes from Bowling Green Anthony Tyus comes from Portage uh, Portage Michigan um, I think he's the second highest rated recruit in program history gotcha. uh, for a running back for a running back excuse me and okay. Claire called it a three-headed monster the running back group so that uh, Michigan State did a great job last year of slowing Northwestern's running game. I believe mm-hmm. the leading rusher was Drake Anderson, who had 41 yards. But that's going to be an interesting to, thing to see. The secondary is going to be if Cameron Mitchell, who actually had a lower completion rate than Greg Newsom, who's now with the Browns as their first-round pick, is starting his cornerback uh, one, and then Brandon Joseph returns. So those are two players in the secondary that was honestly torched last year. I mean um, – Naylor had a phenomenal game, 99 yards and a touchdown. Reed had 36 yards and a touchdown. I believe both of those were given to Cam Ruiz, who has since transferred to Temple. So gotcha. those are two players in the backfield. The linebacking core still returns Chris Bergen, who, who's from Detroit. I believe his dad played at Michigan State. He had a big coming out game in 2018 against Michigan State. And he's joined in a new linebacking core with Peter McIntyre, who Pat Fitzgerald said is a guy that has kind of stuck through the entire stuck through the entire kind of narrative of his career. And if he was somewhere else, he may have transferred, but he's stuck. And now he's back starting, I believe, at Will Linebacker. And according to the depth chart this morning, and then Bryce Gallagher, Blake, Blake's brother, or Khalid Jones is going to be at Mike. And those are two – that's a line – that's a room that's always stronger than Sam Duke Miller returns at the end, along with Tommy uh, Ade, um, <clears throat> Tommy Adebare, um should be, should be a strong D-line group. The offensive line is always strong. Skaronsky, Jarek. Honestly – the thing about Northwestern is there's various position groups that have depth. In addition, I think the thing that scares teams mostly about Northwestern is their defense. I mean, one of the best scoring defenses in the Big Ten and the country mm-hmm. last year. I mean, that's kind of what I've been listing out. It's a new roster. So I think that's why Michigan State's going to provide such a good test is that we don't know exactly what the story of this team is going to be. But Michigan State, I think, is going to be a game where we can say we're going to start finding the players to say, OK, this is going to be the team. These are going to be the players who really are going to tell the story of the season. Another one, Stefan Robinson, as I mentioned, transferred in from Kansas. Deep threat. I think he averaged 22 yards a catch at one point. Gotcha. Um, he's going to be the leader of the line, but he's going to be, the uh, in terms of veteran leadership, the leader of the room. So the, those players I listed, I would say there's a lot of depth across. But I think just knowing for Michigan State, I mean, like Brandon Joseph this morning, like he knows who – talked about the running backs, talked about uh, Reed and Naylor as the guys they're going to be watching. And with Michigan State, it's obvious that Northwestern knows who to watch. And the thing that kind of is interesting with Northwestern is that it's a new team. So the questions of players who are going to be watched is kind of still up to be answered. We will be back in a hot second with Drew Shot of the Daily Northwestern. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about Belt Bar. 
That's right, guys. Built Bar here to talk your ear off about it again because I care about you. I care about your taste buds, and your taste buds and your body deserves Built Bar. So delicious. All nine of their flavors. We're talking coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted, caramel. We're talking about the mixed box. If you can't settle on a flavor, that mixed box. Two of each of the nine flavors for a grand total of 18 bars. How fun's that? Well, I'll tell you what's more fun. Most of the flavors are 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. What's even better than that? Well, how, how about saving some money? How about saving that bread? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your first order of the greatest tasting protein bar in the land. Don't believe me? Try it for yourself and save money doing it with Locked 15. That's all one word. Locked 15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. And it's just kind of on the flip side here. Um, like, I, I guess instead of, you know, what guys you're excited about, what who is like the one player do you think that the team will miss the most this season? Is it, you know, just the stable quarterback and Peyton Ramsey? Is it Newsom mm-hmm. at cornerback? Is it Patty Fisher who was there for seemingly 18 years? Like, if you had to name one player, who, like, who are the Wildcats going to be missing the most this year, do you think? That's a great question. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Nice. The thing is, is that there's a the two that immediately the two or three that come to mind is I mean you say player but Peyton Ramsey I mean comes to mind like yeah ever since Clayton, Clayton Thorson yeah. Fitzgerald called him a gamer he said he was like a coach Thorson. on he was he was a coach on the field I believe he threw for over 1700 yards 12 touchdowns he was that dual threat quarter he could run yeah. he was that dual threat quarterback that really helped the Wildcats take to that next level and finish with that top 10 ranking and. He brought stability and consistency to that offense, and he proved that at Indiana, and getting him to Evanston last year was a big boost for this team. And Hunter Johnson talked a lot about how he grew on a Peyton. Peyton taught me how to stay calm during chaos. He taught me how to be locked in all the time. And trying to see Hunter apply what he learned from uh, Peyton as well as apply his own talent is going to be interesting to see. Another Mm -hmm. two are Patty Fisher and Blake Gallagher. Chris. Two members of two members of the so-called Irish law firm. Chris Bergen is still, <laughs> Chris Chris Bergen is still a partner at the firm, but those those two have, were unquestioned in terms of the in terms of the value they they brought to Northwestern. They both signed as undrafted free agents. I believe Fisher signed with the Panthers mm-hmm. and uh, Gallagher signed with the Ravens. They both were the heartbeat heartbeat of the defense, and it, it's really interesting to see. I mean Fisher left as the NCAA career leader in tackles with 404 and forced fumbles with 11. And he was also the Big Ten linebacker of the year in 2020. And then you have Gallagher, <clears throat> excuse me. He racked up 332 tackles and five picks and two fumble recoveries for the Cats. And in 20, I believe it was 2018, he had 127 tackles, which led the conference. So those two yeah, in the middle, <laughs> those two in the middle, I mean, it's impressive what they were able to do. It's impressive what they were able to bring to this defense. And you have Bergen, and it's going to be interesting to see what Gallagher, Gallagher, and Bryce Gallagher, Jones, mm-hmm. and McIntyre bring. And I was, I asked uh, Chris, I asked um, Chris this morning in a press conference. So today is Monday, August thirtieth, and I talked about what have you seen from these young guys, and how, what has this meant for you as a leader? And he said they're so mature and locked in, and this is a room that's really committed and really trying to keep up the history that's been built in this linebacker room. So. Obviously, the, the, there are big shoes to fill with Fisher, Gallagher, and 
Ramsey leaving. And I think that's something we're going to be able to see this Friday. Michigan State is not yeah. to be underestimated. I mean, last two games, 30 blew out Northwestern and Evanston 31 to 10, now 29 to 20 last year, upsetting the Wildcats when they were number eight in the country. It's, it's also the first game of the season when usually this is a non-con. So these three, the, the kind of holes left by these three players, it's going to be interesting to see how they're filled. And just, I'm going to apologize right now because this is going to take me a while to even set up this question. But I, I think <laughs> you're, it's you're good. To go, maybe it's a big media days, but uh, Pat Fitzgerald was, I don't mm-hmm. know if it was complaining because it has some, you know, validity to it. Like I, I thought where he was coming from actually made a lot of sense that he was talking about MSU has so many transfers and so many new guys that it's actually a disadvantage because we don't know who to prepare for. That, okay, I that actually makes sense. So for me, why would he name Hunter like he has a chance to keep some mystery on his own and not name Hunter Johnson starting quarterback until two minutes before the game, for example? So were were you a little surprised that he actually did announce Hunter Johnson as early as they did? Because I hey, I mean, you know, you could play the chess game too and keep us guessing, but he didn't. So I was just a little confused about that. I mean, you take it the same way, or is that just a vote of confidence in your opinion? Mm-hmm. So to early to kind of jump off your question about how yeah. Michigan State still has so many transfers and unknown. He actually said this morning in a press conference, it's been a challenge. There's no doubt about that, about yeah. kind of preparing for some of the transfers that the Spartans have brought in that don't have Big Ten tape. And, mm-hmm. and he also said that Mal Tucker kind of has a – he believes that he has alerted his squad, whether Anthony Russo or Peyton Thorne is going to be I the starter. I believe so, yeah. He's yeah. going to be the starter. And what's really interesting is I actually spoke to offensive coordinator. I asked my uh, offensive coordinator, Mike Bajakian, about this. I said – Peyton was named the starter a week before Maryland. Hunter was named a mere two minutes in 2019. But Jockey was still with Boston College and Mick McCall was leading the offense. I said, why so early? And he said, Mm -hmm. it's not really – he said Peyton was a week because of just stuff going on with COVID-19. And he said it really was just a comfort level with coaches about saying, we know this guy can lead the offense. We know he's consistent. And that's what he did. And it was – Johnson said it was a calm meeting. It was a four- to five-minute meeting with Coach Jake. And after he and Fitz had decided, Hunter, you're the starter, then the team eventually knew. And it was 17 days before the opener, which is a little unpres- which is unprecedented right. in terms of Fitzgerald announcing in terms of Fitzgerald announcing quarterbacks. And was I a little surprised? Certainly. I was a little mm-hmm. surprised. Especially kind of with the court with an ongoing quarterback battle and knowing how Coach Fitz uh, approached the 2019 quarterback battle between Johnson and DJ Green. But they talked about his consistency. They talked about how he's built rapport with his wide receivers, how he's impressed with his confidence and his consistency. He's taking care of the ball. He's not making, he's making smarter decisions. I mean, he was plagued by turnovers. He had four picks yeah. in, uh, in 2019 and he had some fumbles. Michigan State was actually one of his weakest games of the season. I think he threw four. Oh, I remember. Yards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Great And time. laughs> it's a great, and it's just in a way interesting because, I mean, they knew it was time and it's clear that Hunter, I mean, clearly distinguished himself. And he was named one of the team captains already of one of the five. He's a valuable leader of that team. I, I was certainly surprised, but Hunter talked about how it's a journey and how he's been working toward this and his number is called and he's ready to cut it loose. And that's honestly, he's a former five-star prospect. He was at Clemson. He said Dabo Sweeney actually yeah. texted him after he won the job at Northwestern this year. Oh, nice. And Certainly, I think Coach Fitzgerald, I mean, based on the success that he's able to been to bring Northwestern, I think he knows what he's – I think he's very confident with that decision. And it's clear that Hunter had to distinguish himself from Ryan Holinsky, who 
beat number three Georgia as a freshman at South Carolina and Andrew Marty. That and honestly, well, if the, the, it's up to time to tell whether the decision's going to last until the end of the season. But heading into week one, they're confident with the decision. And I mean, I it's interesting because just knowing how he did in 2019, it's clear the improvement he did behind Ramsey. Only time will tell, but I was certainly surprised by the decision. And speaking to the coaches, I started to get a better reasoning of why they did it because it's clear he distinguished himself kind of with all the tangibles and all the intangibles as well. And the the most important question here, this is uh, off the field, no Mm -hmm. doubt, but uh, there's a lot of state fans that will be going to this game. I may or may not be one. What bar or restaurant is like a must-hit location? Okay, like that's now, now. Let's get down to brass tacks. Let's, let's okay. Get down you know, this is now. a good thing. I've been on podcasts before. I've been on radio okay. shows before, and you're the first person to ask this, so I'm honored. Thank this you. This is what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, so I was at uh, so two. There's two. Buffalo Joe's is phenomenal. Okay, Buffalo Joe's. Right. Buffalo Joe. Honestly, some of the best wings I've had like in my life. Evanston Institution, been there for a while. Okay. And, and then Bat 17, which is also, it's actually pretty close to Buffalo Joe's. It's phenomenal. It literally has everything. It's like a, got a, it's got like a huge mural of Ryan Field, like on one of the walls. It's like a, it's like a sports bar type environment. It's really cool. Been here before. Yeah, nice. All right. This <laughs> yeah, is, great. It sounds familiar. It was, it was yeah, a fuzzy night, but it sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> literally everything you want in a sports bar, like, and just, I mean, just like, Cool sports environment, bunch of TVs. Oh, I've been um, here. Yeah, nice. Yeah, fun place. Uh, fun place to go. Definitely, definitely. Those two places. If you are in Evanston, definitely, definitely would recommend. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Does it get like super packed on game days? I'm sorry, I'm just planning out my whole weekend with you right now. <laughs> you're, you're my uh, concierge service. You know, yeah. If you need me for travel agency, I can, I can, right. I can take whatever, I can take whatever exam is necessary for it. And, and hold it Excellent. But yeah, um, so um. Yeah, so Probably gets a little busy, right? I, I'd imagine. I mean, yeah. I mean, the last games I remember. I mean, I was a freshman during the 2019 season, which was the three and nine season. Gotcha, gotcha. It was. I always got to the game super early because I'm like a diehard college football fan. Sure. And downtown Evanston. Well, the stadium's a little bit of a hike from downtown Evanston. Not a okay. hike. It's a few miles, but okay. I believe I haven't seen them. But from what I know, just the area around. I have to imagine it's the first game in nearly two years. Yeah, I've got to imagine it's going to be crowded, and it's it's a Friday night. It's primetime ESPN under the lights at Ryan Field, which fun fact is the only stadium in power, I believe, in the FBS or Power Five that does not have permanent lighting. Fun wow. fact. That's a fun fact. I don't know. Um, that. You're right. Yeah, but it's going to be honestly. But I think it's going to be a cool environment. And honestly, whatever the ga- the po- the positive thing is, it's a it's an eight p.m. game. So if you want to hit at one of those places around afternoon or, or early evening, I, I think you'll do a fine job of that. I think Heck it'll yeah. be good. That's what I'm talking about. And, and hey, first of all, thank you for being gracious with your time. I mean, really thorough breakdown and everything. And before I get you out the door here to enjoy uh, the rest of your day in sunny Arizona, um, do you do the prediction game or are, are you a uh, predictionist? Do you have a prediction for the game? If not, mm, hey, no, good no, no, no sweat here because I know some people – Aren't about that life, and I and I respect. No, that. we we actually do something at the Daily Northwestern called Fearless gotcha. Forecasters, in which we predict the game based on the line. I have you seen the line? I have not checked the line. I'm actually gonna. You know, I know it opened at six and a half, and I I checked it this morning, and it's at three right now. Still favoring three. 
Northwestern. The over-under, oh, I believe, okay. is a smooth 45 right now. So this is going to be a nitty-gritty, grimy uh, game. This is a typical Big Ten game. So interesting. You've got – listen, you've got a – Michigan State, I believe, returns more than 60% of its production. Northwestern yeah. returns an FBS low under 40%. You've got two quarterbacks kind of taking – I mean, Hunter started before, but he's coming back. Right. You've got an uncertain quarterback situation with the Spartans. You've got – Sam Jarrett starting center today said they have a very good O line. I mean, D line, excuse me, in Michigan State. It's going to be a battle in the trenches. It's going to be, we're going to see started on, but we're going to need to see Northwestern secondary step up to slow down uh, Reed and Naylor. Northwestern's receiving core is going to kind of break in this season after losing its uh, top three targets to the draft and the transfer portal. But I mean, the, the, they, they said there, this morning, it's clear there's a sour taste in the mouths of Northwestern players after last season, spoiling sure. a season in which they could have potentially contended for the college football playoff. And I feel like that's going to make an impact. And I feel like Hunter is going to perform higher than his 2019 season. And I mean, you're, we're in year two of Mel Tucker. Uh, he, he's, he's, a, he's got a program on the rise, but I think I'm going to predict it's a close fall Big Ten game. I'm going to say 27-24 Northwestern. All right, there we go. See, I I don't know if I'll touch the line at all. I just there's too many unknowns with these teams. Even my yeah, own team, that, even though that, that I talk about and, and research every single day, I don't even know enough about. But what I do know is that I think it'll be just a disgusting game. Just I'm talking like 17-15, something just <laughs> a weird score. Like so, my, my best bet's yeah. got to be the under here. If if mm-hmm. you're a, a what was the, what was the total woman out there listening to this? But yeah, what were the total points again on the line? I think it's line. 45. I think it's 45. It's a low number. But 45. I still think they come under wow. It. I think I think I know it's 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 uh, did I do my math right? Yeah, I think I took the over. I think I put 51, 27 plus 24. I believe that's 51. I'm not good at math. Not, no, no, I'm a Spartan guy, so you got to bear with me here, but I think that is over if I'm doing my MSU. Okay, math right I think right. I, I took, I took the still. over. I'm, ta- I'm taking a risk. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going under. Grimy, disgusting game called by Beth Moens. 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, I'm ESPN. Whew, it's going to be a great time, man. I cannot wait for it. God, I, cannot, I just cannot wait for it. Fans back in the stands. Whoo-wee. This is what I'm talking about. This is great, man. Speaking of great, it was great having you, Andrew. I mean, that Thanks. Was, that was I, awesome. had a, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I had yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, this is, this is awesome. I had That's a lot of fun being with you. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. And one more time, I got to thank Drew for joining me uh, for a super, super thorough preview breakdown of the Northwestern Wildcats. I got to say, I I walked into that interview feeling pretty, really super optimistic about MSU's chances. And then uh, talking to him, well, he uh, obviously speaks a little high about Northwestern, uh, very thorough in his breakdown, and now I'm not feeling... uh, now, who am I kidding? I'm, I'm still feeling a little good. I'm feeling a little good about it. Just not as good as I did feel because I didn't know a lot about Northwestern. And boy, were we educated right there by Drew. So, you know, I kind of like that, though. You need a little fear going into your game day. You can't be just expecting a win, especially against Northwestern. How many times has a Big Ten team chalked up Northwestern as an automatic win and then whoop, 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 walk into Evanston and then whoop, bam, get popped in the mouth? So thank you, Drew. Uh, that was awesome. And yeah, we got two more episodes to go this week. Tomorrow, Anthony Ayani here to talk about his book, Centered, dropping next week. And then Friday, hey, we're going to have some fun, baby. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? I probably could talk about the game, I guess. Might as well. Um, so yeah, that's what we got to round out the week. Betting on the Spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks. Blowout specials, Ron team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of 
the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, two more days. Let's go. Go green.